0: Classic intros. On tonight's Flophouse, we watched a movie called, for,
1: called Deliver
0: Us from Evil. Rated G. For good. <laughs>
2: I'm Dan McCoy.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Flop House. I'm Stuart Spooky Wellington. (laughs) I can't live up to that intro, so I'll just say I'm Elliot (laughs) Kalen. Just remembered that it was Shocktober, the
0: spookiest time of year, dudes. Rattle chain, rattle chain, rattle chain. Skeleton Uh, sounds, skeleton sounds. uh, Bat flap, bat flap, bat flap. Water drips, water drips. Candy falling into bag sounds. Why is a water drip scary? It's uh, very because you're wasting water. You're like, oh man, now it's I got to call the plumber. That's really frightening.
1: The Plumber, starring Jeffrey Combs, produced by Brian Usna. Oh, see, that's different from the movie called The Plumber that I know, the Australian one. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it is. Is yours a super scary porno movie with Jeffrey Combs <laughs> and I'm guessing Corbin Burnson? <laughs> no, are you making up this movie as you go along? Uh I'm kind of stitching it together from other things. <laughs>
0: Super scary porno. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> Finally, a movie oh. that'll a movie a movie that'll give me the chills
1: and the thrills. It'll scare you so much the the semen just bu- <laughs> bubbles up out of your out of your spout. <laughs>
3: Ew,
1: that's horrible. <laughs>
0: okay, you have to see a urologist. <laughs> I've let this go on long enough. Um, Shut it down. We Time move. to bring order to this primordial chaos, Dan.
2: <laughs> yeah. Before we move on, I just want to... Before uh,
0: <laughs> we move on, we haven't even started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are we moving on to?
2: I was just going to say, before we went on to talking about the movie, I wanted to thank the McElroys for uh, taking over the show last week.
1: Yep, they, if we sound different, it's because we're not the McElroys. Yeah. If you're super sad about that, well... Don't be a jerk. Listen have, to this show. And they have a
0: lot of podcasts you can listen to that are like very funny. Film, yeah. yeah, they you were, you got 80 they are, of them. If last week was the first episode of the Flophouse that you listened to, then Boy, you are in for a shock this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A
1: Shocktober, if you will. Uh, I will, because that's the time of the year it is. Dan, what's Shocktober all yeah, about? Yeah. Thanks to, well, thanks well, no, to, the, we haven't say. finished <laughs> thanking the McElroy's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Took, before we move on, let's thank the McElroy's. They took the
2: car out for a spin. They brought it back full of gas. They took it, they got it nice washed and waxed.
1: Okay, uh, this is a weird compliment. They vacuumed up the crumbs beneath the seat. Mm-hmm. They rewound the tape in the cassette player to the <laughs> exact point that I like it. They <laughs> they buffed out your butt groove out of the, the thanks
0: the chair. <laughs> I think what you're saying is they did a bang up job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were really happy to have them on the show. Thanks guys yeah. for doing us justice. Uh, because we were seeking justice. If I seem distracted during this podcast, <laughs> let me just take a moment to say that
2: there's a loudly wheezing cat in the corner. My cat is sick, uh, it's had to have been hospitalized, and it's back, and now it's making wheezy, wheezy noises. So Dan might be a little distracted by so that. So I keep mm-hmm. looking over there, and also I dozed off uh, a little bit toward the end of this movie. And don't That's why you were
1: lying on the floor snoring. And for the time being, I'm going to put uh, my classic bit to bed, the Flophouse house cat. I'm going to put him in the little bit garage. I'll take him <laughs> out for a spin, you know, a little while later. Not tonight, though. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> you haven't done it in a expect. long time thanks for warning it <laughs> <Out of respect. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if so if anyone's listening just to hear the house cat
1: maybe skip this episode i would hate to do the bit and then you guys out of like kind of anger and shock just spit whatever you're drinking all over the, the or keyboard just and then venom. the computer explodes and then we lose another episode yeah we don't have mm-hmm. babylon ad scenario or beastly was that
0: was the other one no right? beastly we released Beastly we, was releasedly, well, I thought. We
2: had, no, we we released half of it, I think. Oh. It was, like, that was
1: the, the one where the pirate radio station started sneaking into our airwaves. Oh, that's right, that's right. When this <laughs> yeah, briefly Christian turned Slayer into a, a, a reggaeton show. Christian
0: Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Slayer, which is the Christian version of the band Slayer, because they wanted to bring the kids back into the fold. Yeah. Um, Complete opposite message. So the song Angel of Death is now called Actual Angel who Does Not Kill People. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'd like to rely on you even more than usual elliot since uh the first half of this movie i was worried about uh whether my cat was going to be fed through the next Second half you were asleep <laughs> so
1: what do we do on
0: this here podcast dan, fellas? dan maybe let's if you're not if you didn't sleep through the part where we do the podcast normally sure uh what do we do on this podcast and how does shocktober affect that uh being is, that as that is the month that the uh, we are in now
1: <laughs> yep check your calendar <laughs> unless you're listening to this not uh, in October, in which case shame on you
0: check your callan scare <laughs> mm. is that an acceptable cryptkeeper pun off of calendar uh Dan's gears are working I would your calendar <laughs> Wait, let's let's ask Killender. the judges calendar's probably calendar's best, is much yeah. better um, wow, I can't believe
2: that that fell right by me. So this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And during October, in the most magical time of the year, mm-hmm. we watch horror movies. We're
1: like ghouls and ghosties are mm-hmm. popping out of toilets to scare you. Those are <laughs> ghoulies. <laughs> ghoulies.
0: <And> ghosties. Ghosties. <laughs> That's my off-brand ghoul-
1: ghoulies. <laughs> <just rip> separated <laughs>
0: ghoulies into ghouls. And, and you combine ghoulies with ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> yep. But uh, and ghosties, I guess, is your cereal that yeah, you're producing. Yeah, you get. You get struck it's by a
1: ghoulie or a ghostie and your armor pops off and you run around in your underpants throwing weirdly
0: arcing torches at things. Yeah, the Tiny javelins. I can't remember. Does the ghoulie actually pop out of the toilet in the movie no. Ghoulies? I, I feel like the poster has... <laughs> what about go- when it goes to college, Dan? Well, the poster gets you in the end. What about it? any critters? Do they pop out of toilets? Well, when
2: Ghoulie goes to college, it, it sticks a, a plunger on a... On a showering co-ed at one point, mm-hmm. and pulls her face off using the, the toilet plunger. There's that no, the mm-hmm. physics
1: of that do not add up. I'm just gonna have to say, ghoulies go to Why college. Why did they do that in the movie Face Off, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> would have saved some bucks. They didn't have enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's my question: Did the how did the ghoulie get into college? Was it like a like a special needs scholarship oh, or something? Co- this
2: is community college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And do you think ghoulies would
0: fit in like the a Face Off brother?
1: universe?
2: Uh, yeah.
0: In, in the weird been, universe well, where they have magnetic enough, prison
2: uh, boots. Toilet repair is what they were going for.
0: Stuart, it's all gonna be in the face-off sequel, face-off two. Now there's ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> are those ghoulies groovy? No, they are not. Probably not. So So what movie did we watch this time, Dan, as if it wasn't announced at the beginning of the episode? It's called Deliver Us. From evil. Now, this is the story of a woman named Eva who is very overbearing. Oh, boy. And everyone wants to be delivered from her. Common think, mistake. I, you were watching a movie <laughs> on your phone. But that's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, deliver us from Eva. Uh huh. The story of Eva Braun. <laughs> oh, no, and kidding. And her. It's it's, a, see, it's it's a remake of Kiki's Delivery Service with Eva Braun <laughs> instead of the lovable teen witch. Is there any from the teen Witch? Yes. Which is the story of a teenager who gets turned into a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of toppings would you have on that uh uh zits i guess i don't know it's a teenager <laughs> what bacon bits i don't know come on zits. teen
1: Witch, top that come on yeah oh, oh. i see because it topped that yeah song for teen it's Witch. A, cl- a classic joke so uh we <laughs> classic were, ta- joke. <laughs> were talking about deliver us from evil
0: this is the what like 10th movie that has this name Yes, there's a lot of movies with this name, but this is the only one based on the memoirs. With Joel McHale. Well, <laughs> it is the only one with, with, star the star with, yeah. with the star power of Ghoul McHale, <laughs> and starring Eric Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious chicken dish. Uh, and Olivia Munn is in mm-hmm. it, and you Sean Harris. didn't even try Olivia <laughs> <and> Mummy is <no, laughs> um, m- m-
1: probably
0: yeah. What about Boo Livia Mon? Okay. Boo Livia Mon? Boo <laughs> de- Odedia oh, Mon instead O-livia-mon. of Olivia yep. Mon. Boo Liverus from Booville. <laughs> <laughs> All the boos down in Booville yeah. liked Halloween a lot. <laughs> yeah, Horton Hears a Boo. It's the Dr. Seuss <laughs> Halloween book.
1: So this movie is, so this based, movie is based on based, memoirs. It's
0: it's incredibly loosely based on the memoirs of a New York NYPD officer who has since become a full-time demonologist. Apparently he was by day a policeman and by night an exorcist type crawling the mean streets of new york looking for demons i assume in hell's kitchen and mm-hmm. hell's the bronx can, and <laughs> hell's east village and who, can, can, forget, who vi- can forget who can forget devil staten island <laughs> I can only assume
1: that Vin Diesel was doing something else when they were making this movie. Because this mean. is like right up his alley, dude.
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: man, he's the last witch hunter. Yeah, <laughs> no, that a, hasn't come a, out he's yet. He's a cop
0: demon on her character. That'd be perfect for Vin. That movie... Wasn't, the, but wasn't he all... Oh, no, I'm thinking of The Rock, I
2: was watching no. the trailer for The Last Witch Hunter. Because like, why not?
1: I guess this <laughs> well, our trailer talk another, segment. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was in front of another movie. That's the normal place. It see was in front trailer. of another movie, and you asked it to move aside. <laughs> so it wasn't blocking your view of the movie anymore. But, like,
2: I I swear, like, it was a trailer where, like, halfway through the trailer, I'm like, well, they're still
0: explaining the premise of this movie. (laughs) Especially since the title kind of explains everything. He's the last witch finder. Witch hunter? General. And Electric. So, uh, let's talk about it. The movie has a brief prologue in Iraq, where three Marines... In Iraq? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs>
3: oh, Dan man. has been apparently
0: possessed by a stupid joke <laughs> demon. His name is Dumopheles.
1: Dumopheles. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, nope, <laughs> he's still possessed, I guess. Yes, yep.
0: This gibberish demon. I cast thee <laughs> yeah. out of Dan. Dumple Dan, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the Apple Dumpling Dan, that Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, boy! So, so we're we're three seconds into the movie. It's 2010. We're in Iraq. There's a firefight in Iraq, and three marines discover an underground cave. There's also a bunch of bats, and you know whatever. Snakes. There's and you, we hear a lot of screaming. Now it's 2013. Flash forward. Flash to the forward. Eric Abana is a police officer in the NYPD. That's the New York. anybody? Penis police. department. Yeah, penis department. Yeah. Dan, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm now very I, distracted. Now I wonder if there is a New York penis department that's just in charge of just keeping penises safe. <laughs> <laughs> this guy comes in and like, oh, we're here to read your penis meter. <laughs> Yep, same length as last month. I'll be back in a month. What do you keep your penis here? Every I time. I keep it in the same place everyone
2: keeps their penis. Every time the penis meter reader comes over, you're like, is this a scam? Are they just trying
1: to rob yeah. my penis? Sir, can you let me in the basement? I need to read the penis meter for the people upstairs.
0: <laughs> Sir, you don't need to hang out with me while I do this. It's going to be a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, he and uh, so Eric Mana's character, Ralph Sarchi, he is having a bad day. First, he finds a dead baby in a dumpster. Then he and his partner Joel McHale have a deal with a domestic disturbance where a guy who's a former marine is hitting his wife or something. Uh, and <laughs> him and his partner Joel McHale. <laughs> him and, his, and him and his partner Joel McHale then go to another complaint where they find a. Uh, uh, oh wait, a, la- no, I'm sorry. a lady is totally it's the same to Baby, yeah, no, that's the different. They go the uh, the marine says everything's fine. Uh, although he's clearly being uh, he's abusive. Your ability to
1: read Wikipedia summaries <laughs> of movies has been hindered somehow. Are you possessed, Elliot? I'm
0: possessed by a demon of not caring very much about this <laughs> sure. movie. But then they go to the third call, which is at the Bronx Zoo, mm-hmm. one of my favorite places in the city. I like the Museum of Natural History more. Okay. But maybe that's because, strangely enough, the animals seem less sad to me for being dead than just being right. imprisoned. But uh, I like animals, mm-hmm, so I'm they've, they they've
1: crossed over from this veil of tears.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're busy having adventures in the afterlife <laughs> in Animal in bla- Halla, the
1: blazing world, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <And laughs> which is called that because it's because where you can light farts pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go to the Bronx Zoo, where a woman threw her child into a moat around one of the cages, which apparently causes like the child do. to disappear completely. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where it is. Uh, Is the, it the same baby as the one he pulled out of that garbage bale? No, those are very different babies. There are <laughs> there are it. two times there are two times in the movie when you see uh, when you see children who have been killed and put into garbage receptacles. <laughs> Both times, Stuart, what did you say? <laughs> Both scenes. I <laughs> said, "Talk about a garbage bale kid," and then yeah. I. I asked for a high five that I never received. <laughs> no, that high five was not forthcoming. Uh, they go to the Bronx Zoo. A woman has thrown her child into a ravine, and they can't figure out what it is. They find the woman in the in the dark, and they walk around the zoo in the dark, and like suddenly a bear jumps out of nowhere and and roars at them, mm-hmm. or like suddenly some other animal makes a bunch of noise. Almost all the scares in this horror movie are one of two types: either super gross goriness, mm-hmm. or it's dark. Everything's quiet, and then something jumps out and makes a loud noise. I
1: feel like they pitched this movie, and they're like, hey, you've heard of a cat scare, have you? Wait for it. How about a,
0: wait for it, bear scare? (laughs) Here's how they pitched this movie. It's way bigger than a cat. They called the executives into the room, and they were like, so we're going to tell you a story. And the executives were like, okay. And then the the director didn't say anything for a while. The executive was like, are you going to? And the director went, boo. And all the executives (laughs) were so scared. They're like, oh, God, it's a million-dollar idea.
1: (laughs) we got to get on board with this. Let me pitch you this movie. Close your eyes. and stick your hand in this box. (laughs) That's the witch's hair. (laughs) Uh,
0: Really? Because it feels like spaghetti. (laughs) No, it's not spaghetti at all. It's real slimy. Yeah. It's a okay. Well, so it seems pretty thick. <laughs> I mean, the hair is it's like really starchy. The, it's like her hair is like almost like wires, like the thickness that you'd find in like a small electrical cable. It doesn't feel like hair. No, no, no. It's totally hair because it. It's all. Is this a meatball that's in the hair? That's like I don't know, dandruff or something?
1: Because <laughs> really, it scabs, it's, dude. Come
0: it's on. pretty clearly a meatball. And what is that? this? Is a piece of penne? <laughs> what is that? No, no, no. That's like uh, she has. Hair. She, had a, she had a catheter. <laughs> no, okay, put your hand in this. It's the witch's eyeballs. Really? She had like 20 eyeballs <laughs> that all felt like olives? She had a collection of them? <laughs> I don't yeah, were these eyeballs she found? No, no, they were in her head, I guess, somehow. <laughs> So much you, you want me to believe that much like the misfit song 20 Eyes," she had twenty eyes in her head. So at this point, the movie pitch is not going well. <laughs> no, the executives so
1: that, are really pushing
0: back. they were it. like, "You really want us over with that boo at the beginning." We were ready it. to. If you had stopped the pitch, then you'd have your movie. Frankly, by continuing with the pitch, you have hurt your chances. Here, put your hand on this. Oh, that's just your penis, sir.
2: Oh yeah, well, tell uh, the penis department about well it. Measure it for me, would you?
0: I got to write the numbers on this piece of paper and mail it into the department i wasn't home when the guy came to measure you know that's a scam right he's just a purvo creep oh man all this time well what if we did a movie about that nope sorry got a pass
2: that's a hard pass
0: <laughs> you're telling me anyway so uh they're at the bronx zoo they're looking for the woman, and they eventually find her. And she is she's flipping out. She is she's nuts so crazy. She's she's scrabbling in the dirt, scratching at a rock to the point that her fingernails are chipping. She's mumbling, blathering, ranting. Some of it is the lyrics and to it, Doors songs. And at this point, if you've
1: seen <laughs> movies before, this movie is going to be using a lot of short, shorthand that you understand, which is if a person's face is all waxy and has like smeared makeup probably a demon.
0: If somebody has paint on their face, mm-hmm. they're a demon in this movie. Mm-hmm. As seen by the fact that they're like they're like so nobody else is around, huh? Oh well, there's that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy who's been painting a wall for uh, for hours all day and is in a creepy hood, and they look at him, and he turns and looks at them, and he's got a face like the crow, yeah. like Alice Cooper in Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Like He looks like a crazy evil guy who they've hired to paint, and the and Eric, well, Eric, this is after Eric Banner. <laughs> well,
2: you know, he put in the lowest bid to do that painting. <laughs>
0: yeah, because his bid was, I'll do it for nothing if you let me make people crazy and fill them with demons. But uh, they, Eric Banner. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> no, I mean, from a dollar's point, For paint point of view, (laughs) that's great, yeah. He did, a, he
1: did all his work at night I mean it only no probably he's been working there more more all tourists. day they said oh.
0: he, he was there in the early day just painting away with his roller and everything but he, this is after Eric Bana has tried to get the story out of this crazy woman who is sitting on a bench handcuffed to it just blah, 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 tazzing out and, <laughs> and
2: Eric yeah. <and, laughs> yeah spinning around and going through trees
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, only appearing in like two cartoons and somehow being a merchandise juggernaut. Oh my god, he's the well, Boba he's got, Fett of Looney no. Tunes. <laughs> he's got a
2: streetwise attitude.
0: Yeah, yeah. He had, he Put he his a, clothes on and now turn him around That's <laughs> <and> crisscross. <laughs> he had a character like Beaky Buzzard, not nowhere near the same following. I don't understand it. So, uh, he, she's mumbling to herself, she's repeating Doors lyrics. She's clearly a crazy mad woman. And Eric Bana, he decides to get straight to the heart by going, hey, What's the matter with you? <laughs> because everyone in this movie also has super heavy, faky New York accents. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, hey, forget about it. Oh, demons, I don't know, Yankees, hey, oh, oh <laughs> hey. Satan, whoa, I'm walking here. Forget about it. It's me, Olivia Munn. Oh I mean, yeah, Olivia I mean Olivia's is one of the better accents I have no, to I know, it's, it's
2: funnier it. coming
0: from her than other well, people. Well saying the name, certainly. It's me, Eric Bana. I played the Hulk. Oh, I'm smashing here. From from Australia. (laughs) This is what I sound like. Classic Outback accent. It's me, Joe McHale. Nobody knows where I'm from. Whatever. Fuck you. Forget about it. (laughs) Now look at this clip from The Real Housewives. (laughs) Hey, you'll, you'll like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: like it. You'll like it. Sounds
1: like a nonchalant uh, Italian waiter, right non-chalant there. Nonchalant, indeed. Nonchalant.
0: <laughs> the hard chuh that says I've spoken that word before. <laughs> uh, so I was trying it out, dude. <laughs> so after talking, to, I, I appreciate that. My image I a shouldn't bit. shame you for trying new things. <laughs> I'm trying to be the sophisticated one. Yeah. Uh, so after after. Failing to get an answer with his "Hey, what's what's wrong with you?" He, they, he goes, "Oh, they point out the creepy painting guy, <laughs> and he runs after him." What's great is he goes, "Hey, come over here!" And the painting guy just kind of drops his roller and walks away, like "Whatever, I don't need to deal with this." Mm-hmm. Uh, they follow. That's going to inform his acting choices for the rest of the movie <laughs> until the end when he goes super intense. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I have to say this: I, I feel I always feel so uh, so much pity or mercy for or fools. Yeah, for, <laughs> you gotta pity him. But uh, the uh, well, if they mess with the T man, I mean, yeah. Uh, but he, but for the people who have to play the possessed villain in these types of movies, they're never the big star. They never get top billing. Like unless you're Anthony Hopkins in a Hannibal movie, you have to put in the most physically intense acting job of the movie, and you get you get very little credit because you're essentially a walking special effect you for goop, most of it. Slather all over you. You got to be covered in goop. You gotta have like tattoos carved into your body because he did that for real, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the demon here is played by the guy in Prometheus who gets lost and is killed by that lamprey monster, and then comes mm-hmm. back all zombified and kills a couple people. And he's not a terrible actor. He no, doesn't. he
1: played uh, he played who uh, the guy from Joy Division in Twenty Four Hour Party People. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's, it like so oh, he, so he, he's
1: real, you know. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He's either playing a possessed demon guy, an alien, zombified person, or Ian Curtis. So <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh the uh, so he they follow him into the zoo and he leads Eric Bana into a little bit of a trap we like to call the Lion's Den. <clears throat> in that it is a den with two lions in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric Bannel narrowly escapes as the goofiest zookeeper in the world tries <laughs> desperately to help him out. It's like, they might as well just cast the ghost of Don Knotts as this zookeeper. <laughs> like, the character that uh, Dennis Weaver plays in Touch of Evil, that weird hotel keeper, he is like, seems like a, reason, like a normal human being next to this goofball. Like, I don't know why a, H- a Hanna-Barbera character suddenly <laughs> walked into the movie and started ta- r- working at a zoo, but anyway... It, 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 the style clashes somewhat
1: with He these. was assuming he was going to be wiped out and uh, they'd been going to put an animated character in his place <laughs> yeah.
0: and he was just doing the voices. <laughs> he thought he was hired originally for the role of body double for Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> but uh, so.
2: Yeah, that. That's all done with motion capture, right? Hong Kong Fooey.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and Body a... Double for Hong
1: Kong Fooey was a really weird sequel to Body Double.
0: <laughs> well, it's similar to the, same, to the original movie. Yeah, you Craig
2: Wesson across the street watching Hong Kong Fooey strip.
0: <laughs> Just taking off that kimono, I guess, because yeah. he leaves the mask on, I assume. Or is no, he stripping sort of out of his mystery. janitor's clothes? <laughs> that's right. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, when did when yeah. did Brian De Palma stop working with Hanna Barbera characters? <laughs> was it after Was it after uh, Scrappy Doo sisters? It was not, or? Wait, he
1: made Snake Eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Snake Eyes is
0: full of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's it was why when, it's
0: called Snake Eyes because of all the Snake Men. When he did uh, Raising Jabberjaw with John Lithgow and Jabberjaw, sure, but. Uh, Anyway, so where were we? Oh, yes, they go to the zoo. They lose the bad guy, but uh, he narrowly escapes being eaten by a lion. And you learn yep. that in this movie that all animals are evil. They are just, like, the devil can just control them. Yep. Uh, they sent, the woman gets transferred, her name is Jane, gets transferred from the police station to a mental health facility under the care of a Jesuit priest named Mendoza. And he is... is <laughs> a drug dealer, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and he is... A cool Jesuit priest. He smokes, he drinks, he wears a leather jacket, he's got long hair, he checks out girls' butts when they walk by him. He's essentially James Woods in Vampires. Mm-hmm. Except, whereas Vampires realized, hey, why don't we make this badass, like, smoking-drinking priest character who fights de- evil into the hero of the movie... Here he's like the sidekick, guide, bagger, Vance type who kind of leads. Well, also like the NYPD guy through, and he's also this priest is not as cool as the movie wants yeah, us to well, believe. The James mm-hmm.
2: Woods' character is also kind of a joke. Like it's just like, hey, what if we made a priest like a real asshole?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one is
2: just supposed to be like
0: an awesome,
1: uh, dude. sexy Latin
2: priest. I guess so. this
1: this movie basically not to jump too far ahead, but they they try the classic cop plus not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so then where cop cop like, and a half, we call wow. it. Where well,
1: at a certain point he's just like blown my mind by boiling down <laughs> yeah. like
2: fifty percent of
1: <laughs> pop culture for the all last entertainment seventy five years because after a certain point he's like and not I know that he gets killed spoiler alert but after a certain point he even stops hanging out with his partner he's just hanging out with his priest. Yeah, yeah he, well, his partner does die eventually, so that's part of the reason. <laughs> because uh, that's what happens.
0: When your partner di- uh, dies, they make you uh, ride around with a priest for when a while. You, when you, this is pl- NYPD rule, law, when your partner dies, you're automatically partnered the up. The New York per- Penis Department? Yes, the New York Penis Department. You're automatically partnered up with whoever you're with at the moment even if they're not a cop they're a cop now okay it's why you see so many uh why you see so many landlord and superintendent cops now mm-hmm. cuz they just let the two cops into the building one of them dies of like a heart attack that superintendent is now a cop
2: okay wow i would like to hear your pitch for a a cop not a cop show
0: yeah I mean that's basically every show but uh yeah, let me see Yeah, so, Family Matters,
1: that was a cop not a cop show.
0: Yeah. The cop Carl Winslow, the not a
1: cop Steve Urkel. <laughs> I'm glad that he's he's getting uh he's getting co-billing with <laughs> Carl Winslow at this point. <laughs> uh I mean, I don't know, you could do uh, a cop plus, I don't know, an ice cream vendor. That's a pretty clear one. We're, sure. We'll call it Cone Patrol. <laughs>
0: So it's a boob movie. Yeah, it's a boob movie. (laughs) So what's another one? Give us
1: another one. Are boobs cones in this uh, scenario? Yeah, totally. Or the ice cream, the dollops of ice cream that are being served (laughs) on them. That feels terrible for everybody. Delicious dairy lumps. oh god God. it's it's terrible so So what's another one give us another cop not a cop Uh, we got a cop of course and I don't know (laughs) it goes without saying uh, I would say a uh, lamp salesman
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay what do we call that one
1: Uh, well they're turning uh, they're turning the harsh light on the (laughs) crime Okay, and we're gonna be call. We'll call it shades. Okay, sounds good. Lampshades.
0: No, we got it. It's yeah,
1: shades comma lamp shades.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's shades lamp shades? Wait, is that like? Yeah, because
1: it's Officer is Shades. That- <laughs> and John oh, and thought that That's like how he His introduced himself. Like, I'm Shades. <laughs> His dad invented lamp, shades. lamp shades.
0: and he went to the lighting business. So, so what you're telling me is that Lampshades were named after their inventor, and we got the word lamp. <laughs> Because yeah. Shades was a pre-existing cognate, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a coincidence that he had Shades in his name.
1: Well, his name was Lampshades, so he, w- he, he was naturally going to be drawn to lamps.
0: <laughs> so he's a moth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of, if that's what you consider Lampshades to be. Mm. let's move on
0: okay so cop not a cop a couple different ideas if you have more suggestions for stewart send them in i guess with <laughs> right the on hashtag on a, bad idea <laughs> write them on it's a letter idea stick it down the sewer <laughs> and It'll maybe the ninja down. turtles will enjoy it because they don't get to go to the movies
1: otherwise they're just gonna pass it along to like usa because that's half their fucking shows
0: dude yeah and- Send it in the sewers so that a chud can find it and have a laugh. <laughs> Brighten up its terrible chuddy existence for a moment. Let's. Uh, we'll shorten this a little bit. It turned. They. They. They get called to another house where there's spooky goings on. And uh, they find they go down to the basement. Eric Bana hallucinates a couple scary things, and then he uh, find a dead body literally falls out of the wall, uh, and then bloats, and its guts fall out, and flies pop out of its Super eyes. Super gross. Yeah, was
2: genuinely gross. Like, Super.
0: It
1: boring. was really fun to be eating dinner yeah, when we thing, watched like, that. Part. I <laughs> normally
2: am not affected by that shit when I'm eating, and this time I was like, "All right, well, this is this is doing something." I saw that, that,
1: I'm that. I'm like, like "Man, like, man
0: yeah. I should I should work out more." And this mm-hmm. is this, and we haven't. <laughs> I think so I don't want I don't want to burst out of my belly. <laughs> and I don't think by that point they had gotten yet to the, uh, oh no, then they follow the address on that guy's driver's license to his apartment where they find all sorts of gross stuff. There's roaches everywhere and bags of garbage and a whole. But no s- lights. Fuck No that. lights. All the lights are out or don't exist. There's a whole serial killer monta- uh, collage on the wall of teeth and, st- and eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they go into another room where there's a live dog mm-hmm. which of course jumps out in, uh, and barks to be scary. And How about a dog scare? A do- <laughs> and speaking of cat scares, Joe McHale. Literally turns and his flashlight reveals that on the wall right behind him was a cat that was crucified and then its chest opened up and its guts pulled out. Yeah, I didn't it care is for that. disgusting. For but it's our, also for our it, sins. But it was also, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Jesus cats. Yeah, you know. well not our sins, cats' sins. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because cats were because of uh, the first two cats, oh cat my God. Adam and cat Eve.
1: What a missed opportunity! They could have put in an easy nine lives joke in there. That's but true. They failed.
0: I would do that. It is was pretty funny. Just the reveal that right behind him was a crucified cat. Just like, you guys really didn't notice anything that was going on in the room, did you?
2: Now I'm imagining a Jesus cat performing the miracle of multiplying the fish
1: skeletons for all the other cats. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. It's or, very uh,
1: riffraff. Mm-hmm.
0: Turning fish into wine. Well, and
1: that, <laughs> right before that was a genuinely kind of cool image when they, the uh, the dog that jumps out and scares you has what looks like a crucifix around its around its collar, but like the light pans down and you see that the Jesus on the the cross has goat legs. Yeah, there's
0: a couple of images. Like, I'll say this for the movie, there it's couple, fucking gross. They're, it's super gross. And <laughs> they, I was like, what, what are we watching? NBC's Hannibal? What's going on here? <laughs> but uh, the, there are a couple images in it that are like genuinely creepy. There are moments in it that are genuinely creepy and disquieting. But mostly, it's 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 jump out scares and like oh, it's dark. now. It's, it's just
1: shot so dark. I yeah. mean, the, the guy directed Sinister, which is another movie that gets most of its atmosphere because the entire movie is super-duper dark. It
0: looks like he saw Seven, and he was like, I can out-dark that. Let's put more fake rain in this scene. <laughs> and the rain in this movie looks terrible. It's constantly raining in different scenes. Well, not, it's not constantly raining. It's raining in many scenes, and you know how usually they angle the rain, so the spl- sprinklers, they're shooting up so that the rain falls down in a more natural pattern of gravity oh, well, how they do it. so there's a little bit of movie magic for Wait, what's you what's this stuff you should know all of a sudden yeah no. that's what this is movie <laughs> stuff you should know movie edition for movies <laughs> and uh, but in this it just looks like everyone's standing under sprinkler head shower heads or just like a row of lawn sprinklers upside down like the water just falls down straight on everybody's head doesn't look like real rain but anyway that's how they do it yeah they, they point the sprinklers up and the rain falls back down because of gravity that's why you can't shoot rain scenes on the moon <laughs> thanks Obama that's why <laughs> when they tried to shoot the sequel to singing in the rain singing in the rain on the moon it was a huge flop the dancing was amazing oh though. In, it was in almost zero G oh man
1: Donald O'Connor was so acrobatic yeah was, make Unfortunately.
0: men laugh. unfortunately to do that part he had to get out of his spacesuit, and his blood boiled and exploded <laughs> so it was the loss of one of America's great song and dance clowns but still uh they fix it in post there they find out that there is a that here's here's the link between these people is that they are all they all served in Iraq together these three guys the guy who was hitting his wife and okay. the the creepy painter dude and this guy who was killed and stuffed into the basement. Full of maggots. How did full Those maggots. guys
2: get accepted into the the army.
0: Well, they weren't demon men <laughs> <laughs> first. I mean, and
1: two, they were Marines. Phil oh, Murray okay. was in the army and Stripe. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
0: And Stripe is a gremlin. How'd they let him into the army? <laughs> it's crazy. He can barely talk. All he can say is gizmo, mogwai, yum yum. You know, it's he, he can a, barely a gizmo talk. Gizmo caca. That's, he did say gizmo Kaka. that's true it was a little that's naughty. how they let him in it's a
2: technicality uh, all he can he, sort of form a complete sentence he
0: can swear he'll do fine in this man's army he understands the cause of, uh, i don't know they realize they like, uh, go we got one we got one recruit we throw him in the pool to see if he can swim suddenly we got 30 recruits mm-hmm. this is like this is i think we can we've we fixed our stop-loss problem everybody yeah.
2: Oh. But think of, uh, the, think of them storming the beach in Normandy. Like that would be an unstoppable
3: force.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they'd probably joined forces with the Nazis. So, uh,
2: I mean, they're kind of more uh, chaotic, chaotic evil rather than.
0: And wow, check well out Mr. D&D you. over wow. here. yeah, Dan and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize D- D&D stood I'm for I'm really looking
1: forward to somebody D- whipping up a quick bit of fan art of uh, of g- Gremlin what, storming the
0: beach of Normandy. Stripe biting Hitler. <laughs> it's that Captain a, America number one cover, yeah. but it's Stripe punching <laughs> Hitler out. And singing Hitler sing Hitler Kaka and Hitler has to He's escape with a mouthful of Hitler <laughs> yeah, Hitler has to escape by driving a little Barbie remote control yeah. car away it has a
2: legend that says win one for Uncle Sam underneath it. <laughs> so is
0: so is so is Zach Gallagher a, a Nazi in this reading of it and is Gizmo a Nazi
2: <laughs> I think Gizmo is the ordinary
0: German citizen.
2: Who has been transformed? Into <laughs> I a Nazi. See.
0: But, but then it seems like the gremlin is the perfect metaphor for that. How did Stripe become a hero? <laughs> um,
2: well, Stripe, you know, Stripe's got a mohawk. He's got, uh, he, you know, he, attitude. Yeah,
0: he is rude, <laughs> and he's easily identified. And he's crude if he says "caca." Sure. Uh, so, Joe Dante, write in if you have some thoughts about this. <laughs> uh so anyway they put the whole thing together these three guys were in the marines two of them started a painting company together (laughs) Mm -hmm. and for some reason it was not until after they started the painting company that the demon that they woke up in iraq decided to come help them uh he finds that they've been painting (laughs) you don't think it helped him the paint
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know you think it like helped him secure that small business loan
0: (laughs) (laughs) that must be it (laughs) This isn't really zoned as an office space, but I suppose I could pull some strings. Sure.
1: Fiddle strings. Well, I shouldn't give you this loan, but I guess I'll arm wrestle you for it. <laughs>
0: oh, demon strength. It's like, so you have a recommendation from Mr. B. Elzebub? <laughs> I assume that's Bill Elzebub down at, now, a, at a savings Now, we're talking about a crazy demon guy, Elliot. What is the name of this guy? Uh, his name is Santino. Oh,
1: that sounds eerily like... Lucifer, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> sounds like Satan, or as we were saying, it's like the great Santini. If, if Robert Duvall's character was was just demonic, yeah. like he threw his basketball so hard at his at his son's chest that it just burst through. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, he looks through. Uh, he met Eric Bannon goes to look through some surveillance footage and footage from the from the Iraqi soldiers' guys, and he's seeing blips of a bloody man's face that nobody else is noticing, and he's hearing children's laughter that Joel McHale does not notice. And Joel McHale is mainly busy flipping a... He's deaf to the laughter of children. (laughs) (laughs) He's so busy flipping his knife over and over again and starting to peel an apple that we never see him eat Mm -hmm. uh, that he says, no, I don't know about that. Uh, He finds that the painters were all painting over the same scratched-in devil Latin inscription and they do a shitty job of painting. They do a bad this uh, the wife of the uh who's of the wife beater. She goes, "Oh, mm-hmm. he his office, the friends came by and they painted it for free." And they walk in and it is the worst painting job. They stop well below the molding. It's patchy. The the strokes it do not like match up. Doesn't look like it was
1: up. taped or anything. No,
0: not at all. It looks they looks like they did one coat, no undercoat, nothing. It's just <laughs> like it's probably not Benjamin Moore. <laughs> no, it's not it's probably one red devil paint. <laughs> or possibly some kind of off-brand paint, like Satan's Choice or something like that. <laughs> you know, Lucicolor. You know, something like you that. By that, at, like the devil store? Yeah, yeah. Down at uh, at Satan Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so anyway, uh Untrue Value, because he's the Lord of Lies. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like true value hardware it's store. Amazing. Yeah. Uh so there's also uh, there's he anyway. His daughter also has a stuffed owl in her room, which the devil decides to and make in a
1: fucking old timey
0: crank music
1: box. <laughs> like who
0: gives their kid that? <laughs> and the devil decides these are the two things that he's gonna go after, and be spooky because he has no new ideas. <laughs> there's a, uh, but he's yeah. but he he finds the pictogram underneath. It's a pictogram from a cave in Iraq. What were you gonna say, Dan?
2: No, I just think like, the devil really enjoys playing puppets with uh, <laughs> with toys. Like that's uh, well because. I guess the devil didn't have toys when he was a kid and that's why it's so mean.
0: <laughs> it's like now that the devil is rich he's buying all the stuff he couldn't have as a kid. So yeah. like that's why the devil has is really big on playing SNES. Like I
1: couldn't
0: get this this I couldn't get Hyperzone when I was a kid, now yeah. I'll play it. It's kind of a middling shooter. It's pretty generic. I don't know why you'd bother with that one. Night Trap. Did you ever play it? It's on Sega CD. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Sewer Shark? Is that one of them? I can't remember. Did, no, but even Sega CD came out no one liked it. I can't believe you spent your... your supposed, I went on eBay and I tracked down all the original releases. <laughs> I have that Sherlock Holmes game. <laughs> yes, I'm ama- I kind of noticed there was less evil in the world. I didn't realize because we were so busy tracking down a complete Sega CD collection. I got 32X. I want to play some 32-bit games. Just get a Saturn. I don't understand why... Why, why would you bother with 32X? <laughs>
1: So there is a great scene where he reve- he scratches off the paint and reveals this uh, Latin inscription on the wall, and then he's also looking at his laptop and watches video footage of the soldiers in Iraq finding the exact same inscription on a tomb wall, and you see Eric Bana slowly turn the computer to double-check that it's
0: the exact same <laughs> shit. As Stuart said when we were watching it, for the dummies in the audience. <laughs>
2: yeah. I would love if he, like, put like a pencil next to each pictogram and then like looked up and like all right that one and that one <laughs> the okay, only way that, they could have oh, oh no this
0: oh, one oh, it? oh no no it is okay the only way they could have spelled it out more for the audience is if Eric Mann literally said it's the same one and then the devil showed up and said yes it's a devil thing <laughs> you got me <laughs> you got me It's the same. see you in act three <laughs> <laughs> and then what shook his hand and left <laughs> vote for me <laughs> I'm running for alderman. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, alderman of the Bronx. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say another the devil was an elected position.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, uh, devil yeah, you you serve out up to 3 3-year terms. Okay. It should be three six-year terms, but they did not think it through at the time. <laughs> the The hell, constitutional convention was so contentious <laughs> they could barely compromise on anything.
2: That's why sometimes you got a really evil
0: devil, and sometimes you get like <laughs> the devil on like those deviled hams or like, <laughs> hot know, sauce. Well, that's why it's <laughs> like well, you go into the polls and you're just like, well, I'm just, I'm just honestly, I'm just voting for the greater of two evils right now. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I can hope for. Uh, so she, he goes to see Jane, the woman from the zoo. Uh, in the in the mental hospital with Mendoza the priest, and the doctor on duty is not happy to let them he in. He is a nerd. He is a real nerd who refuses to get up from his desk, and uh, when they go, he shows Jane the, uh, the he's picture. He's probably reading
1: a fucking zoo book or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ranger Rick or some shit, nerd. Because he's idiot. apparently a little kid, too. <laughs> <laughs> reading his zoo book, uh, yeah. you a yeah, hippopotamus. Her. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'll be busy reading up on old world monkeys. <laughs> uh. So uh, he shows Jane his phone with a, that he took a picture of the inscription, That's and she great. responds by like laughing and then biting <clears throat> his arm till blood just flows. Now this copiously. is a common mistake.
1: She thought she read his name, which is Eric Banna, and she thought must be Eric Banana. <laughs> <laughs> She's wrong. It's Eric Banner. It's I
0: made sh- the same mistake. <laughs> Wait, you bit Eric Banner? I think he just was a one banana? time. His blood went everywhere. Because <laughs> he's a hemophiliac, I guess. Unlike <laughs> yeah. most people, all of his blood is just below that first layer of skin cells.
1: <laughs> he was really cool about it. <laughs> no, he was totally. He's like this. Ha- this happens, happens all the time, <laughs> Good day, mate. Mate, uh,
0: cheers. This happens all the time, bonza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. number of bloody Sheila's who have bit me arm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, do you do you want an autograph? And Stu's like, no, thanks. I'm too busy <laughs> biting him.
0: You were the worst Hulk. Gotta go. What about it, not? <laughs> he was right, Kookamunga. I don't know. If that's. I guess that's not Australian. Yep. Yeah, that was what he Flawless. sounded like in Flawless, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and Robert uh, De
1: Niro. Hmm. Is that a movie? the movie where the guy takes the drug and becomes flawless?
0: <laughs> <laughs> his
1: brain has no flaws.
0: A, well, no, that would be terrible. All the wrinkles smooth out of his brain and he loses all of his knowledge. <laughs> we really shouldn't have invented this brain-smoothening drug. It turns out people are not it's that bothered by the wrinkles in their brain. It's basically
1: the uh, like a reverse flowers for Algernon, right?
0: Yeah. Which where he goes from smart to dumb and then what, smart again at the end? Of his course. life is fine. <laughs> They found a super intelligent mouse and gave it dumb drugs, well, the, and then like, it got smart again, which
2: they also just called drugs. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you make a good point. You make that's a good the point. That's
1: what D stands for. I
0: guess there's a reason they don't make movie about movies about magic drugs that make you dumb. Yeah, because that's
1: just what drugs do. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, drugs is a portmanteau for dumb drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just like hat is for head hat. <laughs> for head hat. Everyone remembers that famous portmanteau. <laughs> so Mendoza explains that this inscription is some kind of Christian pagan inscription that opens a portal to let a demon into the human <laughs> world. <sighs> and some people are more susceptible to demons than others. And guess what? Eric Banna's cop. Has this special magic demon radar power that means that he, it's easier for demons to drive him super nuts?o uh, And it has to do. with They talk about how Mendoza talks about how he was a big sinner before he became a priest. And they have this really was,
1: cool conversation in a bar that's in the back of a firehouse. Yeah, like the only way you can get in there is by like going through where, a firehouse. We're
0: like firemen work, not the house that's on fire throughout all of in new york not that house at all no. okay uh but also
2: this is uh, where you realize oh this is why they're playing the doors because they're trying to open a door to which the is world.
0: they keep singing break on through to the other side because guess what satan's trying to do mm-hmm. he's trying to oh, love her madly I get it. <laughs> he's, he's trying to mojo rising <laughs> it is the dumbest use of a song since i think when they were all singing time is on my side in what was it called Ascension. Falling. No, Falling.
1: I think the dumbest use of a song is still that love scene in the Watchmen movie. Oh, when they sang Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that was the du- that was pretty bad. That's the yeah, worst that's
1: thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: uh, the so. They go They go to the apartment building where some stuff happens and... Uh, and
1: one, there's this great scene where they're in that, that bar behind the firehouse and, oh, and the priest and, and is then, like, dude, you want to hear some fucking crazy shit? He plays, and he, he's like, I don't want to hear your band, bro. <laughs> so he pulls out his fucking zoom. No, no, Zune no, but it's,
0: called, it's called Stigmata <laughs> and it's a totally cool Christian rock band. Yeah,
1: Crucifictorious. <laughs> he pulls out his Zune and Eric Bana pops in those fucking earbuds and he hits play and
0: whoa. He listens to audio of a real exorcist. Ah. Super yeah. scary. It's much scarier than listening to audio of a real circumcision, <laughs> which is just a baby crying and someone spouting Hebrew and everyone in the family looking away. Because it's you don't, wait You don't, you don't look at it? it? Well, here's the thing, and this will make me sound like a monster. When my son was circumcised, everyone else was kind of horrified and looked away, but I wanted to see how this worked. So I was watching the whole time, and I found it fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, that's like, what they did to my
1: penis when I was a baby. <laughs> Chopped off half of it, right? That's what uh, happens. Not
0: half. <laughs> yeah, they take out a tiny guillotine and they just cut it in half. Like a little cigar chopper? Like there, a is like a little, there is like a little cigar chopper that they use in part of it. <laughs> Unless someone write in and tell me if I used a very unprofessional moil. but uh, but anyway, that's you then did a Groucho
1: Marx impression.
0: The, uh, there's a, you know, where he took the foreskin and, and waggled it like a cigar, and said, "Hello, I must be going," and then just flicked it out the window. And I was like, "That's biological waste." Groucho Marx of Ducktales. <laughs> What? <laughs> Soup tails? <laughs> you, Tailspin? You're thinking of brain donors. <laughs> anyway, moving along, uh, they go to a building where uh, the 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 abusive husband from before, who's now turned into a full-on beast man. And I forgot to say that <laughs> earlier, he attacked Eric Bana, and then and then uh, all fours galloped away through a window like uh, like uh, Leave Schreiber and Wolverine, <laughs> and. Uh, they they fight that guy, and meanwhile, Joel McHale is gone. This in the, in the uh, has the misfortune of falling afoul of Santino, who, in one of the most lazy fights I've seen in a long time, uh, it's axe versus knife, and Santino just kind of like hits him with an axe a lot, and Joel McHale just gives up at a certain point. Yep, yeah, it's just yeah, it's
1: like, know, it's like, like it's time for my character to die. Just stand up, Joel McHale, just. Literally, just stand As up. Dan Harmon's back on Community. It's time for me to go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Chevy left. Okay, I'm done with this movie. I'll go back to that. And uh, <laughs> I like, yeah, I like that idea. It's like, write me out. <laughs> like the screenwriter's just on set. Yeah. Like, you're, you're in the end of the movie. Make a big write fight or something. Take me out of the fight. Well, uh, there was all that what about for- your whole arc. There's the all the foreshadowing with you and that and that knife. Why? Why would we put that in if not to use it later? Whatever, whatever. I don't know. But uh, six seasons of movie. I, at this point, I was not sure why those evil characters were hanging around that building still. The, here's the, the, the villains in this movie can, tend to like hang around in places they think the heroes will show up in mm-hmm. and then attack the heroes and then run away. It's kind of like how— Occasionally a- taking a bite. Of Eric Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Banana gets bitten a couple times. It's like how in the the Tim Burton Batman, the first one, uh-huh. Batman's bat plane crashes into a building that all the Joker's henchmen just happen to already be hiding in to be ready to fight Batman, like he's in a uh, level from a video game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like Gotham City at that point was lousy with
1: jo- Joker henchmen. So you're saying every building in the city had some Joker henchmen in it, just in case. Yeah, I mean, he he converted the populace pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, look at all these you know. great
0: Wilson's leather jackets I get to wear. <laughs> Throwing a lot of money. Well, that's there's a lot of money. He goes. Berets. He goes. Batman. I'm giving out free money. Now who do you trust? And it's like, well, I mean, I like you more because you give giving me money. I don't, still don't trust you. You're a hideous clown man <laughs> who conjured up a parade out of nowhere with like a big duck float or something. And now you're the throwing— The most th- horrifying balloons I've ever seen. And like, uh, uh, to be honest— a And guy, you destroyed the art gallery. <laughs> yeah, like, those were priceless paintings except for the Francis Bacon of all things, a painting nobody likes. And that the idea that— I gave you money, so you trust me, right? No, if anything, I'm kind of wondering where this money came from. <laughs> it seems kind of shady, but I like that you gave me money. And yeah, it probably smells weird. Yeah. Oh, sure, because Joker keeps it in his armpit. Yeah, like Smilex or whatever. It's, well, does the money have Smilex on it? I don't remember. I don't know. The balloons got,
2: have Smilex in
1: them.
0: Uh, okay, should just put it on the money. Yeah. Then they are going to grab man. that money yeah. and smear
1: it all over themselves.
0: Because that's what you do with money when, you, when it flies off of a parade float. You just smear it on your face. Yeah. Like, oh, God, so good. Oh, am like, I pretty like per- now, like mother? A, like a
1: perfume sample?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you walk through a mall and they're just spraying money at you. Everyone, you're like, stop it. Mm, I smell like everyone's pants pockets. <laughs> <laughs> smell like the inside of an automated teller machine. <laughs> like a clown's handkerchief. <laughs> Clown's Hanky is a, is a perfume that I'd like to see them sell it <laughs> sure. from Calvin, from Clown Van Klein or Calvin Clown. Cal- I'm, miss- Clown is the <laughs> I'm missing all the obvious ones tonight. Calvin Clown would, would show that one. Anyway, uh, he's the, He's unhappy. He's been losing it, getting mad at his family. Uh, Eric Bana—he has a wife and a daughter. We haven't really mentioned it. Eric Bana is supposed to be spending too much time at work, but we clearly saw him attending his daughter's soccer game earlier. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. So but, he's a good dad, soccer dad. Uh, he comes. He finds out that his wife and daughter have been kidnapped by Santino. He is not happy. And stealing a card from Seven and other movies that are too lazy to have the hero actually find the villain, Santino just shows up in Eric Bana's house because it's time for Act Three and tells him, hey, will you let a demon inside you? Because then I'll tell you where your wife and daughter is. He says no and arrests Santino. Santino is no longer putting up a fight. He's not biting anybody except himself for the rest of the movie because the devil is very conscious of plot structure and how much time is left in the movie, and that it's act three now, we got to get moving. Uh, They have an exorcism in an interrogation room, and frankly, I was thinking while we were watching it, it would be a pretty neat concept to have an exorcism done at, like, a police interrogation where the priest and the cop are acting good cop, bad cop, but they're not. It's just your standard interrogation scene. They yell a lot of Latin prayers at him while he just screams and, it like, the lights flicker on and off and he bites his own leg and then he extends his neck back for now, no reason. This is where I and started. He's all, and he's got lots of words carved into him. Yeah, like Zaz. Like Zaz, but with <laughs> words. It's like if Zaz be- meets Memento. In a movie I like to call The murderer and the memory man.
2: (laughs) This is where I started dozing off. Was there ever any payoff to like the other cop who came and like looked in the window and he's like, "What the hell?" No, he there's just some says, sort of "Exorcism going he on." He just said, there. "What the
0: fuck?" A couple times. Oh, here, so I skipped over Maybe part of the
1: post-credit scene we didn't see. Yeah, we a find stinger. where
0: he's waiting and he's like, "Guys, are you gonna book this guy or what?" But <laughs> somebody uh, let me out of this interrogation. <laughs> I've lost my key. I mean, it really seemed like the next scene
2: was like him like breaking in with a bunch of other cops to shut down this rogue exorcism that was going. That would have been no that would have made sense. That, that didn't happen.
0: The, yeah. But then he saw, I guess, the real exorcism, and he was like, gotta go. Yeah. I forgot to, uh, there's a part where Mendoza, after... Uh, the drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> after after Joel McHale is killed, Eric Banner reveals to Mendoza, the drug-dealing priest, that uh, <laughs> there's a darkness in his soul, and he's had it ever since he, when he was off-duty once, he knew that there was a child killer on the loose, and where the the desk sergeant is giving everyone their assignment, he goes, this guy's... He's had 11 counts of child assault, and now two accounts of child murder. So go out and get this guy off the streets. And it's like, how do you know he did so many things to this? Have you, I mean, catch him. But uh, where Eric Bana walks by a crime scene where a six-year-old girl has been killed and stuffed in a garbage can, thus... Producing the second of the <laughs> garbage pail, <Talk> <laughs> a garbage pail kid. As Stewart said, it's okay; they're fictional characters. It's not real. Yeah. Eric Bana, even though he was out with his family, he notices that he's so horrified with the crime scene, and then he recognizes the killer has shown up to be a spectator. He chases after him and then just punches him to death. Mm-hmm. He is not brought up street on charges, justice. I guess. He, yeah, he gives him full street justice. And the thing is,
1: the movie goes so like they they. They bring this up in the first place because it's supposed to be something that haunts him, like some some sin that is haunting and him. And
0: so this image that he's been – that's been flashing in his memory is the bloody face this guy killed and the laughter of the children who are at the scene. But they
1: make no effort to actually make it seem like he did anything wrong in this case. Like they
0: made this guy clearly out to be some kind of demon monster. He's the worst of the worst. He's a child killer, child rapist. It's like the It's like how in Rambo, just to make sure you're not on board with the leader of the evil – burmese military guys they also make him a pedophile like they've stacked the deck so far in favor of you not really caring that eric manna killed somebody because he's the evilest man that ever lived you know this side of santini the the devil man mm-hmm. and mendoza is like i absolve <laughs> you of your father. sin <laughs> yeah. uh, because the, the worst sin of all is not loving your children hi I'm Paul Duff. I'm Patrick Duffy. I'm Paul Duffy. I'm Paul Patrick- Dano. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Paul- I'm Brian Denny. Hi, I'm Paul Dano from There Will Be Blood, where the guy abandoned his boy. Pretty bad, right? He was not a good dad. He was a bad dad, much like Gerard Butler in the movie, Bad, bad dad, dad, Soccer Dad. Don't be like that. Be a good dad. I'm Paul Dano. The more you know, the my more name, Dano- I'm Paul Dano. I'd like to change my name officially to Paul Dado. <laughs> Just to show how much I support dads. Hi. I'm Patrick Duffy, (laughs) star of Step by Step and other things, too, and I'm here to talk to you about dads. Have one today. I'm considering changing my name to Dadrick Duffy. (laughs) To Patrick Daddy. But that would be creepy. Hello. (laughs) Because then people would call me Mr. Daddy when I showed up at hotels, and that's weird. Hey, Dan. Hello, I'm P. Diddy. (laughs) Another celebrity
1: with the initials P.D. Gotta go.
0: (laughs) Not even gonna change his name to P-Daddy? It's (laughs) right there. Or Penis Department. (laughs) Penis Diddy. (laughs) Hi, I'm Penis Diddy. A song about a penis that goes like this. Diddy, 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 diddy. Whoa. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name's Daddy Duchovny. I'm David Duchovny's dad. (laughs) And I'd like to talk to you about being a dad. (laughs) Welcome to my new show, The D Files. The D does not stand for dad, it stands for dick. I'm a member of the NYPD, not the New York Penis Department, the New York police dicks. We solve penis-related crimes using only our penises. The more you know. Let me stop this tape right there. Are the rest of these NBC public service promos all about penises? Uh, yeah, we got out of the horror movie business because that pitch we did about the hair and the eyeballs didn't go so well. We got into this. They seem to be working along that cop plus not a cop formula. (laughs) In this case, it's penis, not a penis. And dads are involved somehow? Well, absentee fathers are a major problem, but what does that have to do with penises? Well, you can't be a dad without a penis. Let's just get one thing straight. Please leave my office. So anyway, uh there, there's a whole so he so he has that sin because he killed that guy. Uh they right. have the whole exorcism, it goes on for a long time. And it is one of these things where here's what I'm just gonna say. And you know what? This might be controversial. I'll allow it. Thank you. You, you don't, don't know even what have it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always thought exorcisms are not scary because I don't believe in that religion mm-hmm. and I don't buy into that basic premise. But they're especially not scary because here's how an exorcism goes. A demon is restrained in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's yelling at you. You yell back at it, and eventually it leaves.
2: You're like, get out of here, demon.
0: Go get skedaddle. So, like, essentially, get deal, along, little demon. Kind of, in the name of Christ, go away. And the demon's like, "Ooh, you got me. I didn't know you knew the Jesus trick. I didn't realize you knew that the evil that the enemy of demons is the most famous religious figure on the planet." Gotta go, I guess. But it's you deal with a demon the same way you deal with like a homeless man under your window who won't go away, who's yelling really loud. You so go, you "Hey, him. go away, go away," and then he mm. does, like. So there's, this demon is never a threat to them in this scene. And they defeat him. They manage to expunge the demon. They expel him. And then they find his wife and daughter. Turns out they were with the paint truck. And they have mm-hmm. another baby. And Mendoza baptizes the baby. And they go, do you reject Satan and all his evil or whatever? And Eric Bana, he might as well have looked at the damn camera and goes, yes and he totally winks and yeah. then the credits roll
1: big twist ending he rejects yeah! satan
0: <laughs> this twist Everybody, ending is that he doesn't turn evil only, yes
1: yeah if only the end credits played with like please to meet you
0: <laughs> sympathy for the devil. sympathy for the devil you sympathy mean? mean sympathy for the devil <laughs> please to meet you please to meet you i'm the devil because i like to call songs by just random lines that are in them <laughs> That is not the. That is the most well-known line in that song. That, you remember, it's not, it, but it's not the name of the song. You know that. You know that great Billy Joel song, "Harry Truman, Daris Day." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Maloney down on Mulligan Street.
1: <laughs> what? Um, uh, moving up.
2: <laughs> moving up, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is time to make our final judgments on this movie. Was it totally scarifying? Totally snorifying?
0: Or frighteningly funny. In my case, it was literally snorifying. <laughs> it literally put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invent a new category called category category. I'm going to invent a new category called grossly goopifying mm-hmm. because okay. it was a really gory, gross movie. And I have yeah. to admit, there was part of me that like. It was a little too gory at times, but it like it was disgusting. Oh, it, yeah, but it was Upset like your little tummy. It, my, my my tummy was like good thing? There's only Popeye's fried chicken in here because that's like, it, like having a velvet pillow or a <laughs> silk uh, silk shawls in here. It's so soft. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I might be bazooking all over the place. But uh, the fact to see, I haven't seen a lot of modern horror movies that are actually like gross out movies. Yeah, they're usually just jump out and scary movies or they're like sadistic torture movies. And it was nice to see a movie that had some gross, gory stuff in it, but mm-hmm. almost all the scares were just like, quiet, 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 boo, a thing jumped at you. And that got very repetitive. It was a very, like, <clears throat> generic movie. It felt
1: very stitched together from other horror movies. Yeah. Though it did have a great scene where a crazy lady kills mm-hmm. a doctor and then walks
0: toward the camera holding the ring of keys in her mouth like a puppy. Does. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Jane escapes merely so that she can jump <laughs> off a building in front of Eric Banna's car. And Eric Bana acts reacts to this like, nothing, like someone threw a can in the street. Eric Bana's reactions to most things in this movie are like, oh, I guess I got another dead body on my hands. In this movie, you have the most apathetic cop versus the most apathetic demon-controlled man. They're both kind of like, whatever, okay. Uh, But I forgot the part where Jane escapes. She kills the the doctor who came to bring her some lunch, I guess. And yeah, she crawls out with the keys in her mouth and her eyes wide open, staring at the camera like, are are you buying this? (laughs) And- Everyone in this movie would be scarier if they didn't have a lot of goopy clown paint on their face. But it's no. like, it's hard for me to believe these as real people who were possessed by a demon when they're already painted up like a fucking juggalo. Yes. So, Stuart, what was your judgment? Uh, what are the fucking categories again?
3: <sighs> you
1: thought so, it, was uh, <laughs> okay. uh, it was
2: snorifying.
1: Okay. It was snorifying with a dash of goopy, gross, googly go gut? guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for guts. <laughs> Um, is this a camp sing along? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eat, go eat worms. So, what's the next part of this podcast? Dan? So, we uh, talked uh, we, about we
0: delivers from Evil, as we the do every and week. We leave. What do we do
1: now?
2: Uh, well, now turn we turn
0: off the computer and we leave, <laughs> turn off the lights, uh, letters from listeners. Uh, before is this the part where one of us kisses you, Dan, and you have your eyes closed and you have to guess which one of us it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, were you not recording those all this time? <laughs> <laughs> you said it was the most popular part of the podcast.
2: <laughs> you went. Immediately towards that, you jumped to that so quickly. Like, there's no evidence
0: for that. Um, uh, well, uh, I knew it all the time. Um, I was just in it for the Anonymous Kisses. So, before. Which we... is also the name of my erotica pen name, Anonymous <laughs> Kisses. But well, the backstory is that he's Greek.
3: Before we get
2: into, <laughs> before we get into normal letters, uh, I want to thank some people for sending us
0: gifts. Uh, the first is for me. They're it's always for you. I rarely get gifts, which is fine. I'm not a, I'm not fishing for gifts. <laughs> it's a gift from Lawrence Allen,
2: who writes, Hi, Dan. I didn't know what to get you, but then I remembered that you like butts. So here's a <laughs> movie about them. Anyway, hang in there, uh, buddy. The Flop Nation's pulling for you from Lawrence Allen. And uh, you got me Tinto Brass's Cheeky.
0: Oh, a, a classic movie about butts. A from- film
2: that I admit that I'm already familiar with, but now I'm <laughs> glad to own a, a, a copy.
0: Display it proudly in your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, it's the unrated English version. So So would you call Tinto Brass the poet laureate of butts? I would call him that. Uh it's amazing how some directors have themes. Alfred Hitchcock's would often be like the fear of being accused of a crime you didn't commit. Uh and uh Francis Ford Coblos would be what, like that Jack was too old? For his yeah. age, uh and uh Steven Spielberg is often about the wonder of innocence and in childhood and Tinder is his butts. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, there's so many movies out there about subjects that don't that aren't worth a movie being about, like, you yeah. know, a cop doing exorcisms or something. Mm-hmm. Finally there's a movie out there about something that uh is an endless source of
1: Yeah, celebration of uh the pinnacle of human existence. Yeah.
0: Uh is it a coincidence that his last name has ass in it?
1: <laughs> Tinto brass. What do you mean? Like, if it's a coincidence?
0: I, I, it's like
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: What's a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Explain that phenomenon to
0: I don't me. Know. <laughs> Very different from Tintin brass.
1: I want to well, Nope.
0: <laughs> Done with Tintin jokes.
2: <laughs> I wonder what the actual uh, Italian name of this movie is.
0: Because pro- I assume
2: it's. I assume that cheeky probably does not, cheeky, not uh, it doesn't uh, translate. translate. Like, like whatever's Italian for butts. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much, Lauren. There's that's a special a great, feature on this called gift.
0: Backstage with Tinto Brass. <laughs> mm. You know what that means.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Butts. Yeah. What else you got there, Dan?
2: Uh, this goes like this. Okay. It says, Dear Peaches, Happy October. The Flophouse is my favorite bad movie podcast by a wide margin. You three have brought me so much joy. I thought it was only right to give something back in the form of handmade accessories. Bow ties, to be exact. I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I actually hate that show. The gray owl bow tie is for Elliot because of his know-it-all tendencies and, they re- and how they remind me of a cartoon owl. Oh, thanks. The multicolored one is for Stuart because it has the most spooks per square inch. Okay. The glow-in-the-dark <laughs> web bow tie. was well, because
1: I'm, I don't know, like an international guy. <laughs> Wait, why does it... International there... guy catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Your are uh, best source for dudes. I'm a cosmopolitan fellow. Yeah. The
2: glow in the dark spiderweb bow ties for Dan, because Dan is my favorite and I wanted him to have the coolest one. Well, thank you. Uh, owls are pretty cool. Stay spooky, fellas. Yours truly, Liz, middle name young, withheld young. P.S. If you wanted to plug my bow tie store, subtlestitchery.etsy.com, that would be cool. Subtle Stitchery? Yeah. Subtle Stitchery. Etsy. Com.
0: Thanks for the bow ties. Thank you. Uh, Even though they were a way of just having us mention your business so let me, on it. Uh, distribute what are we, your Star Jones shirt. at her
1: wedding? So the gray should we take some pictures owl. of us tying each other up erotically with these uh, bow ties?
0: I don't think we should do that.
2: Oh, and they're uh, they're the easy type of bow tie. You don't have to figure oh, out out. Oh,
0: good. How to... You don't have to spend a lot to get them in the sack.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just take them to like a McDonald's or. <laughs>
0: I mean, like put a, a little bit of effort like into a, it. Like a Chucky e. Cheesers? <laughs> Chucky e. Cheesers. hmm
2: <laughs> Chucky e. teasers,
0: So, uh, Stuart, when do your business cards start saying Cosmopolitan Fellow? Because they should.
2: <laughs> Trying to put this bow tie That's on. going to my new Twitter.
0: <laughs> Even though this is the easy kind, I'm still having trouble with it. Yeah. I think my neck is too fat. <laughs>
3: For
1: bow ties? I bow I think all these bow ties were made a little too Hold slim on. on the neck to make us feel bad. <laughs> Or to right, strangle us gotta, to death. I got it. I got it. Finally, it up. Those
0: flop guys. All right, there you go. This is the music you tighten up bow ties to. <laughs> okay, how's well, mine look, Dan? This is great. Looks amazing. Do I look like a genius, owl? This is great podcasting. So <laughs> yeah. you, everyone who's listening can see us with our bow ties on, right? <laughs> yeah. Dan, what do we read? Another letter or something? <laughs> okay. Uh hold on. We gotta get it out of my pocket. <laughs> well great producing. <laughs> this is why we want all those potties. Which is not a an award for podcasts, but a word for things that belong in the toilet. Um I do like the feel of this bow tie though. Uh it looks good on you. It matches you. your polo shirt.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I guess it does. I it doesn't at- go very well with your newspaper boy cap. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Which is turned backwards.
0: Because it's because I'm cool, like Joe Pantoliano.
2: <laughs> so this first one goes like this: uh, Dear Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail. About six months after listening to episode one five five, I saw a copy of Last Vegas in the dollar bin dollar bin at the grocery store. I was delighted to see that your critique Money of well groceries,
0: <laughs> groceries.
2: <laughs> I was delighted to see that your critique of this walking Viagra pill was spot on. Given your obvious ability to tell the future. I have a role-playing-slash-choose-your-own-adventure question for each of you. Dan, if you couldn't be the titular hero, and would it still be titular if she was called Butsy the Vampire Slayer?
0: (laughs) There's gotta be something called that already.
2: Which character in the Buffy verse is most like you? Elliot, leaving aside Spidey Parker, which character in the Marvel Make Money Hand Over Fist universe is most like you? Stu, if you couldn't be one of the power triumvirate of Luke Leahan. han which character in the Star Wars Marvel More Money Than God universe is most li- like you? Now, I'd say that um, I'm sort of a combo Xander Giles. I combine the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know these characters. I
2: combine the underappreciated uh, uh, lovability yet uh, no one cares about him of Xander and the tweedy dis-
0: uh, disapproval of Giles. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't know that show that well. Uh, no, I'd, I think that's fair. I'd like to think uh, that if I'm not, uh, you're like a Modoc type. Yeah, well, I'd like to think that if I'm not Spider Man, I'm like Nightcrawler or Beast, but I'm probably Modoc, just a just a little guy in a chair complaining about stuff, and designed only for killing.
1: Uh, I mean, I think I think it's pretty clear. Uh, I think if I was in the Star Wars universe, I would be the you know the eternal uh, uh, best friend and hype man. Chewbacca, a.k.a. Stewbacca.
0: That's interesting. Uh, I have a a large size Chewbacca. I also know how to use... I'm proficient in bowcaster use. (laughs) Uh, We have a large Chewbacca toy at home that my son Sammy likes to play with, and lately he's been putting his old shoes on it. Mm -hmm. So I realized my son has invented his first pun, Chewbacca. (laughs) Nice. I'm very proud of him. Uh,
2: This next letter is... Along these lines, exactly.
0: (laughs) Because you're reading it.
2: Dearest Peaches, For years my father has been insisting that I watch the Wayans Brothers dwarf-slash-cat burglar movie Little Man. It has become a running joke for us.
0: A premise stolen from a Warner Brothers cartoon. But it is
2: based in his genuine affection for the piece. I recently gave him the Criterion edition of Akiru for his birthday.
0: (laughs) I think it's falling on deaf ears.
2: And he refuses to watch it with me unless I watch (laughs) Little Man alone first. Re- Wait,
0: he
1: wants you to watch it alone, not even
0: with him? Because
1: he doesn't want to like fuck up your experience.
0: Doesn't want to bias it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because he
0: loves it so much, he's going to be saying all the lines along at the He'll same time. Cackling he's going to be slapping him on the leg going, watch this part, watch this part. He's
1: going to get up and start uh, play acting out some of the scenes <laughs> like no theater. <laughs>
2: uh, my resistance might break soon. Dan, I assume they've shown this movie on planes. Is it really that bad? What should I do? Brian last name withheld uh i've never i've not seen little man has anyone seen little you man? haven't seen <laughs> in, like, i mean in the it's
0: world like over here. i remember the trailer
1: yeah i remember Listeners... seeing the
0: trailer and saying that was the plot of a bugs bunny cartoon <laughs> <laughs> sir
1: and you are no bugs bunny
0: and you wins are no bugs bunny but yeah i haven't seen it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've seen little man tate <laughs> yeah i've seen little big man Are <laughs> those the same movie we, we've seen those yeah I've seen Big Trouble in Little Man China. (laughs) seen Man on Fire.
1: Little Man on Fire? I wish I was watching Dan on Fire, the movie where Dan takes revenge. Oh, okay. Uh, By sticking a grenade in somebody's butt. They just
2: wanted to set me on fire, and I wasn't very happy with it. Yeah,
1: that is not a good thing to do. That's the Wicker Dan is the movie where I set Dan (laughs) on fire. The Wicker Dan,
0: you put an English policeman inside a Dan and then set it on
1: fire. No, Stu, killing me
2: won't bring back your goddamn honey.
0: That's true, that's true. Oh, but it sells pretty well in the farmer's market, Stuart Wellington's goddamn honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's all farm fresh.
2: Uh, So, sorry,
0: we haven't seen Little Man. Don't know what to tell you, yeah. Win one of them flop contests. I think your dad might not be the right person to watch Aikiru, as as brilliant a movie as it is. So,
2: last letter of the evening. Dear Floppers. While listening through archived episodes, I've been delighted again and again by all the references to Phantasm. You see, my father was a Phantasm fan when I was a kid. Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Back before I had ever heard of anyone but him back before I had ever heard anyone but him talk about the movie. As a result, it is the first horror film I can ever remember seeing, and I saw it at quite a tender age. The first time I ever saw a VCR in my life was when my father rented one just to watch a tape of Phantasm he had acquired through mysterious means he recorded some audio it all started from it. with
1: some tuning forks
2: <laughs> uh, he recorded some audio from it specifically the sequence leading up to the famous cry of boy and later used that tape for atmosphere as he passed out Halloween candy
0: he even had my fifth birthday <laughs> not just like during dinner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to wake you up in the morning or anything you eat a good dinner boy now do your
2: chores he even had my fifth birthday cake inscribed. "You play a good game, girl." This would have been in November 1979. I think that reference fell on deaf ears. I'm including <laughs> links to two photos of my fifth birthday cake. One including me. My clothing should prove it was the late 1970s, and one just with the cake and its fantastic. Uh, if you're not glory. holding
0: up that day's newspaper, then I don't know. What to <laughs> I you. hope you enjoy.
2: And she has a P.S. I graduated from Earlham College in 1996, which I think means I'm probably a little too old to have met the Earlhamite floppers <laughs> there. Yeah, that was when I graduated from high school, so uh, mm-hmm. we we just missed each other. I was
0: still in high school, but I
2: didn't
1: I was, go to Ireland. So I was it probably matter. swimming in my dad's ball sack back then. But
0: 1996—that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. This is from Heather Last Name withheld, <laughs> and I like unless <laughs> unless you had some sort of an inner space accident and were injected into it.
2: So I have the photos from Heather Last Name withheld, and I they're quite oh, adorable. They are
0: adorable. it's so
2: the phantasm cake with a five year old girl
0: what's weird is that everything (laughs) everything else in the room in the room party room is peanuts themed it's all snoopy (laughs) so I guess a lot of people at the the party were like I don't remember
1: snoopy saying that It's not a famous line. Well, originally Angus Grim was going to play Snoopy, and then they just got Snoopy the dog <laughs> I didn't to realize play Snoopy. That. Good grief, boy! So <laughs> sure. I guess Charlie Brown says, "Good grief." right sure, I
2: feel like if you hadn't already met your soulmate, then the Heather might be the girl for you,
0: mm-hmm. or at least your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she, he's do, so what I'm doing with my son and Spider Man, he's doing with his, he did with his daughter and Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar. Although I have been teaching my son to say Ghostbusters in response to Who You Gonna Call. He really likes the Ghostbusters song. We've been dancing to it a lot at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ask him, I go, Who are You Gonna Call? And I can see him struggling to remember it like it's on the tip of his tongue. And then I go, Ghostbusters? And he goes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hmm. I mean, well, at least he's learned the lesson. Whether he, you know whether or not he can express it himself—that's
0: true. He knows it. Yeah. yeah, he knows it when he hears it. This if why he suggests it to him. This is why you have kids. He'll make to, the call to force your interests upon them <laughs> until they rebel against them. Yeah. He's going to be like, "This is the Ghostbusters from my generation, Dad. They're women. Does that frighten you?" And we're like, "No."
1: <laughs> um, so, is your childhood ruined, Dad? <laughs> And you're like, son, your voice is so deep. (laughs) (laughs) You play a good game, dad.
0: The more you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm Angus Scrim for Dad-tasm. <laughs> it's a horror movie the about Daddy Dad. is my name. P. <laughs> <laughs> standing for Phantasm. Phantasm Daddy.
1: Then my P.D. is the New York Phantasm
0: Daddies. You, if there was the New York Phantasm Department, Stuart, I, you would run out and apply for that right away. The mayor would apl- would say, would I'd start growing my little mustache to, to be a it. fresh recruit. Mm-hmm. So you can be one of three things. You can either be a <laughs> kid... Have, and an ice cream man or an orb?
2: You're just out there on the New York streets with a baseball bat, swatting orbs out of the sky. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> awesome!
0: Catching the occasional robed dwarf. You just mm-hmm. yelling, "Get out of here, you stupid phantasm orbs!" <laughs> Even the streets safe. What what they do is... That mother is strong. For a long time, the the policy was you just bought the orb a ticket, a a (laughs) bus ticket to Boston, and Mm -hmm. just send it on its way. (laughs) We don't like your kind around
2: here. Imagining the orb just like floating above a seat,
1: (laughs) moving along with the bus. You see this baseball bat? This means not welcome. And then there's an orb in the rain with its hair slicked down. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's coward. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so so you're comparing the Jewish character in school ties to some sort of inhuman killer metal orb. I don't know how so how this became the most anti-Semitic podcast in the world that that Gizmo is working for Hitler and the orb from Phantasm were Jews. I'm just saying that's revisionist history. So do we recommend things now, Dan? Yeah, no, what do we is, do? And then we bring this to a blessed end. The part of the How podcast. have we talked so long oh, about oh this Oh, God.
2: Still? This is the part of the podcast where we make recommendations of movies that you should watch instead of what it's we watched. because we spent
1: like 20 minutes putting on our bow ties. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: podcast magic. Uh,
1: and, uh, you know. You are going to jam some movie knowledge in somebody's ear, Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna
0: recommend Jing t- cheeky <laughs> jamming right in there.
1: I mean yeah just fill it up dude.
2: Yeah I mean my number one recommendation is cheeky. <laughs> but if uh, you want a Shocktober recommendation, I just uh, recently on
1: <laughs> watch cheeky while wearing a ghost costume. <laughs> uh,
2: I just recently watched on Netflix streaming Hellbound Hellraiser 2, which I had no expectations for and wound up loving it. It's totally crazy.
1: It's super crazy, right? It
2: starts off like with a skinless man being stretched apart and <laughs> it doesn't slow down from there. Uh, there's a scene with a guy using a razor to cut bugs off of him. Mm-hmm. And then like later on the hero like goes through a psycho ward into a crazy alternate universe, Alice in Wonderland pinhead world. Did Clyde Barker direct that one? I don't think so. No, I think no, I looked it up. He did not direct it which means that it's a little more coherent than yeah. Hellraiser even though it's still totally nutty.
0: And uh That's I think that's how it was uh how it was advertised was uh, uh more coherent than than Hellraiser but still totally nutty. <laughs> Tons of nuts. But um, <laughs> like a fucking on. like a fucking payday.
1: I was, <laughs> sometimes I, <laughs> you feel like this movie,
0: sometimes you don't.
2: <laughs> I was saying to Stu that uh in the 80s. There were a uh, a whole school of horror movies that were kind of this fantasy horror movie, uh, like uh, some of the later Nightmare on Elm Streets or Phantasm as it went along. JFK, where uh, <laughs> and and you know uh, another Clive Barker film, Nightbreed, but uh, movies where it's all about like crazy dream imagery, like horrific dream imagery. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of a type of horror movie that you don't see anymore. That sort of crossover horror fantasy, uh, just zaniness. And uh, I miss it.
0: The horror is a lot more... Earthbound and grimy. Yeah.
1: Well, and also, it's the, uh, I mean, those movies were expensive when they made them. And now people realize, like, oh, just give me a fucking camcorder and I can make a found footage movie. Give me a laptop and I can make an unfriended four or whatever. Yeah. That's
0: true. I think that, yeah, there's a, there's a, there was a sense for a while that maybe they're like similar to, uh, it's not exactly the same, but similar to like punk stripping away all the excess and weirdness of 70s rock that like the the types of movies that were more like either found footage or torture porn were like stripping back to yeah. the elements. And maybe it's time that that pendulum swung back in the other direction. Yeah, except for I don't think I
2: would like the new version of it because these old movies had such beautiful practical effects, and I feel like if they did a new version of that, it would look like Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. It'd
0: be like Crimson Peak, which comes out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess Crimson Peak is that kind of movie. Supposedly, I haven't seen it because it hasn't come out yet.
2: Anyway, watch it. You can see it on Netflix.
0: Streaming. Dreaming indeed. Now, for people who haven't seen the first Hellraiser, would you say that you'll be totally lost? No. None of those movies make any sense. That's true. Your story checks out.
1: (laughs) That's how we know he's not a pinhead trying to trick us. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't have a Shocktober recommendation. I just have a regular one. Good. I have have an awesome Sloptober recommendation. (laughs) Sloptober. It's called Screwballs because these are slobs. The uh,
1: so I'm gonna recommend <laughs> a shocktober spookifying scare em up called <laughs> Deathgasm available on VOD right now. Uh, Deathgasm is video a, of death. That's what it means. Deathgasm is a kind of like a splatter horror comedy from New Zealand that uh, clearly is a clearly has a lot of love for early Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson and even some like Edgar Wright stuff. Um, And it's about a pair of metalhead dudes who uh, get together and they form a heavy metal band. And by playing a song that they find in a in a weird abandoned house, they summon a demon from hell and then they have to kill a bunch of demons in the process. Um, And it has a lot of uh, practical special effects. It's gross. uh, It's funny. And it's got a lot of good uh, heavy metal music. So totally checking out. Uh, Deathgasm.
0: Uh, You know what? I realized I do have a Shocktober recommendation, so I'm going to recommend two movies real quick. One is Shocktober, one is not for Shocktober. An old classic that I don't remember if I've recommended before. If I have, I apologize. And that is Mad Love starring Peter Lorre, which is a movie that is super creepy and weird. He is this creepy bald guy who becomes obsessed with an actress who is in like a Grand Guignol type? I don't know how to pronounce it. Type theater of blood and the grotesque, and whose the woman's husband is a surgeon, uh, and or the woman is a piano player. I can't remember what the yeah. husband does. It. Well, the point is, he loses his hands in a train accident, and Peter Lorre replaces them with a knife throwing murderer's hands. But that the hands are kind of forgotten because Peter Lorre's character is so creepy and scary that you don't really need it. Uh, But it's a really effective, tight, little creepy thriller movie that uh, I think Carl Freund was who directed it, the guy who was a cinematographer for Metropolis, and he directed The Mummy. Uh, So that's my Shocktober recommendation so we can get some old movies in here. And then I saw a new movie recently that doesn't need my help to become successful because it's a top movie right now. But I saw a movie called The Mars Man starring Max Demon, (laughs) directed by (laughs) Gridley Spot. (laughs) But uh, I saw The Martian, and I enjoyed it a lot. I liked... It sounded a lot scarier before. Yeah. It's a, but what, what's scarier than being trapped on a planet by yourself? That's frightening, dude. And you got to mm-hmm. make your own food. Uh, the movie is a little too, like, winky clever sometimes. And there's one too many montages set to pop songs. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, it's like a really, like, just engrossing movie where of a very old-fashioned science fiction type where there's a problem people need to find a solution for it, and they just work through solutions until they can try to solve the problem. And I found it really refreshing because, one, there's no villain in the movie. Everyone's on the same page, and they all want the same thing, but like they have different ideas of how to get it. But I was waiting for like the evil person who wants to leave Matt Damon up there because it's good publicity for NASA or something, and that never happens. Uh, So it was like a movie... Played by Paul Reiser. Yeah, well, basically, Paul Reiser and Aliens, yeah. And uh, it's like a movie about teamwork and problem solving that was just like kind of an upbeat movie about a semi-realistic problem. Like, and it felt, this is something I was uh, tweeting about, about it. So if you've read my Twitter feed, you'd seen this, but it felt like, <laughs> some, I don't know, but it said like, it felt like seeing a movie where if America was like a functioning socialist or communist country, this is the type of movie we would make in a good way where mm-hmm. it's like, America is exploring for science. Uh Uh-oh, a problem. Time for everyone to work together as a team to solve it. And that shouldn't work dramatically as well as it does, but it does work dramatically. Yeah. The characters are a little thin, and Matt Damon never seems to be all that bothered by the fact that he's trapped on Mars. But otherwise, it was really good.
1: Four great recommendations. We did it. I'm going to go off uh, script here a little bit, and Dan can edit this out if he wants. (laughs) Right. Uh, but I would like to propose a. Toast a I would like to propose to another ill-defined flop house contest because mm. I need some help from you listeners out there in uh, I don't know the rest of the world. See, I'm opening up a little bar, hinterlands bar. You can find us on Facebook. We're going to be on Church Avenue in Brooklyn. Um, and one of the things that I would like to do is have a personalized, uh, kind of artistic choking victim poster. Um, because every bar or restaurant has to have a choking victim poster, but you can add a little bit of your own, uh, have your own like flavor to it. So what I would like to do is I'm going to propose to Dan. you guys can veto this on air if you want, but I was going I to suggest that we do a contest where, uh, you flop folks can put together your, uh, your best version of a, a choking victim poster, you artsy types, Um, and all the rules for what you would need to have to include on that poster will be on the Fluff House website when this episode airs. Um, and, uh, I think what, about two weeks, two weeks from when this airs, I'd like to have it, uh, have all the entries in and then we'll do, uh, we'll do a short voting. Uh, the specifics will all be on the website and, uh, the winner will be of course used, um, and we'll maybe get to pick a movie for us to watch. Dan? Sure, sure. you'll get to pick a movie that isn't Nothing But Trouble. When
0: well, Nothing But uh, Trouble is banned from these contests yeah. uh, until maybe our maybe our final episode of all time. When you see Nothing when, But Trouble <laughs> pop up in your podcast, you like, know that we're done. Yeah, we have crossed over
1: into uh, another world. Mm, hell. Uh, and everybody else who <laughs> enters but doesn't win will certainly get uh, a free drink if they come by my bar and uh, some other kind of ill-defined thing that will be on the website.
0: <laughs> you're really putting a uh, lot of work into her dad. Yeah.
1: No, I'll take care of that part. Okay. Uh. So, yeah. contest. I wasn't paying attention
2: to that, so you just work You were just looking at the back details. of that
0: cheeky
1: DVD you got.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Why are you looking at the back when the front has just a <laughs> lady's butt on it? Yeah. Here's what I like about the DVD case is it's called cheeky. <laughs> it the, snaps. The cover <laughs> it opens easily. I give it an A <laughs> <As> <laughs> Close, plus. Snaps closed with a slight push. Good one Entertainment <laughs> Weekly over here. <laughs> Sits on the shelf comfortably. It's the same shape and size as my other DVDs, so they all look of a piece together. And I like that about it. Now, some would say that the that the the covering over the insert with the name of the title is too shiny, but I think it's just shiny enough. <laughs> uh, the, the inserts, name along the spine. The insert, That's amazing for organizing. The, the summary insert with the cover is uh, cut well so that none of it peeks out of the plastic sleeve. So that looks very professional on the shelf as well. But it like is, it's called Cheeky. It's a woman lifting up her skirt on the front. On the back, it keeps talking about what a sensual feast it is. And then the bottom... For mature audiences. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Oh, it's not a kids' film. This this <laughs> tribute to women's hinders is not for the not for the whole family to enjoy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so
0: I recommend the DVD case for cheeky to anyone who wants to store DVDs or put something on their shelf.
2: The movie I don't care for. I find it lewd. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, well, thanks.
0: Thanks for this supersized episode of the Flop house.
2: Uh yeah. Uh, we got one more Shocktober. Look out for that. But until then, uh, I've been Dan McCoy.
0: I'm still Stuart Wellington. Even after all this time, Elliot Kalen remains. <laughs>
2: Good night, everyone. Boom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring extra mustard to this sandwich. <laughs>
0: We did to that intro. Oh man, it was fucking (laughs) on fire like a sandwich. (laughs) Like a sandwich on fire. (laughs) There, I knew I could get Dan with some stupid (laughs) bullshit. We call it the flaming Reuben.
1: (laughs) We take a regular
0: Reuben and we light it on fire. A guy named Reuben. (laughs) He is
1: not happy about this. Reuben Stoddard.
0: (laughs) Reuben Stoddard. Lot to burn there.
1: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist-owned.
2: Listener-supported.
1: Welcome to the Lady to Lady show Behind door number one we have Fantastic weekly guests like Aisha Tyler,
0: French Stewart, Dreta, and more. Behind door number two, we have road trip and sleepover games like Would You Rather and Never Have I Ever, the kind of games that remind you of being a kid. Door number three brings you fresh hot episodes every Wednesday. You can find them on iTunes and at MaximumFun.org. Now pick a door. Just kidding. They're not real because we're a podcast. You're all winners. And we didn't really think this through. Lady to lady.